going on, y'all? It's your boy, J.H. Gibbons here. We'll see. And welcome to yet another episode of the Acromas Podcast, episode 64. We want to thank you for joining us this beautiful Sunday once again. If you are listening to us, wherever you are in this world, we want to thank you for joining us. If you are watching us, though, here's what I want you to do. Please, I want you to hit that subscribe button. I want you to hit that like button. And I want you to hit that notification bell. The next time you hop on YouTube and you're scrolling through your feed, you're looking for some motivational content to get you all riled up, get you all juiced up, the Acromas podcast will be on the top of your feed. And most of all, hey, guys, it is free to do so. It's free to do all those things. Yeah, Jay, it's free to do so. Um, I know you've had a hard time accepting that, but we're going to keep continuing to be consistent and motivated and letting you know and letting everyone else out there know as well. Make sure to do all those things you just said as far as relating to subscribing to our content. If you enjoy what we're putting out and giving it to the world, giving it to the universe, hoping you grow with us and us grow with you, please make sure to like it as well. You know, Turn on that notification bell so you'll be the first person to receive this awesome content and gems that we just drop in each and every week we've been giving to you consistently. Um, and again, it's free to do those things. Just like it's free to spread the word, spread the joy of it. And uh, yeah, let's make sure we get that boat, that boat going, get it moving. And I like reminding Jay about this each and every week. So, <laughs> Look, doing a thing, doing things at no cost, especially if you're somewhat good at what you do, it's kind of tough to justify, but we're doing it. We do it every single week and we're glad that we're doing it. Episode 64. Ladies and gentlemen, what a week it has been. If we go back to last week and you did not get a chance to see episode 63, when we talked about why progress equals motivation, well, proof is in the pudding because this past week, let me tell you, I was a little afraid to hop on the squat rack. It's been a little while since I went heavy. Um, as some of you may know, I broke my leg. I think it was maybe it was two years ago now. I, I, these years have been flying, but I did break my leg a couple of years ago and it prevented me from lifting heavy both physically and mentally. I, I just didn't feel like I was in the right zone to go back to that squat rack, unload the rack and trust my body to be able to go down, you know, as the grass is what I believe in and then come back up safely without my knee buckling, without me collapsing under the weight, um, without a spotter, I couldn't imagine doing it. But this past yeah. week, I was right back up around the 405 range moving, moving nicely, right? There was, uh, there was some, there was a little bit of instability in the beginning, but it wasn't because my knee was weak. It's because my mind was a little bit weak. So I had to work on building my mind up, building the belief that I can be back where I was before and hitting it this week showed me that I still have it. And I also have room to grow, which is always exciting. So of course, when we talked about progress equaling motivation, I now know that I have made progress from that time I broke my leg, from not being able to stand to not being able to squat over 400 once again. That for me is progress and it's only up from here. And I am so motivated to do so, man. Man, first, uh, thanks first, congratulations to you. Uh, that is extremely motivating to hear. Uh, I'm excited for you, especially, uh, you know, like I said as well, coming off of an injury uh, where I had to have found out I did break my foot, so oh, wow. <laughs> uh, I had to take away take take a break from running. Um, yeah. And since like it healed itself back without having to uh, like get any procedure done on it, where I could have got a broken back in place. You know how the 
that is. It just yeah, weird, so did, it's a weird process. Did it heal right? Or did it heal wrong? Um, it, it's one of those things where I guess it healed right, but like it's it's more of the nerves that's still yeah. a thing, right? So I, I guess that's just something that comes with the territory, and and maybe it'll get better with time. So I, I've I've been um, I've been consistent to give myself the rest from running that I'm supposed to to not aggravate it, but I, I I've tried occasionally. Um, but I'm in the process of getting ready to ramp that back up. Not as frequent as I was running those uh, <laughs> those 10Ks, right? I, I I I can't. I'm not gonna do that um, <laughs> just for good measure. But I will get back into maybe doing two three miles, something mile like that. Um, but here here in your your journey and where you are and being able to, to, to push yourself is, is definitely motivating for me. And I'm sure it is for everyone else out there as well. Yeah, man. And look, I, I think for anyone else out there, you know, whether it is in the gym, whether it's at work and a business you, you run or own, just know that once you are able to see progress, once you take note of it, right? Because a lot of the time, sometimes we don't stop to really smell the roses, right? We just keep going, we keep building, and we get so far ahead that we absolutely forget where we were. We forget where we, we came from. So it's important to understand how far you've come, you know, whether it's a broken leg, a broken ankle, a broken foot, broken back. And to be able to get back to the things that you love doing, it's important to understand that it requires a ton of discipline. It requires a ton of consistency. And you just have to literally believe that you can get back to where you were. Even if initially you may have your doubts because of how excruciating the pain may be at the time, how limited your range of motion may be, depending on the injury, just know that eventually you will get back to where you were, continue to push, continue to make progress. And I guarantee you, from the progress that you make, you will be motivated. Yeah, uh, it feels good, right? Like when you accomplish the, the many milestones you set and, you know, speaking of fitness, when you have successfully completed the workout you, you feel great you, you feel the, the the pump of the excitement of what you just completed you know you feel like you could take on the world a lot of the times i like to think that's what i feel like um but you know it's matter of matter so it's a, it's a thing that you can have that approach uh pre-workout to, to when you're getting into it to when you're getting going so that um you keep that motivation going to start approaching it from the, the mental aspect of like, okay, how do I keep thriving off this, right? How do I keep this alive? Like what what steps should I be taking in place so I can feel like this all the time? Because um, if you feel like, the more you feel like it, the more that you'll want to do it. The more you'll, you know, gradually shift yourself into uh, disciplining, you know, better eating habits, um, you know, better just uh, decision-making, honestly. That's what I realized it came down to as well. You just make better choices. So it, it's very, it's a very um, powerful tool uh, to give the effort to be proactive and apply yourself. And that's just getting involved moving, you know, there's nudging it is all you need to get it to go down that hill. So, you know, it'll just take on a life of its own once you, you know, get it in motion. You're absolutely right. And look, I mean, when it comes to staying consistent, when it comes to, you know, constantly doing things that you love, especially on the fitness side of things, um, it pays off in the long run. It pays off in the end. Consistency is what truly pays off. And, you know, I'm speaking from experience. Of course, I 
was not always as strong as I was. You know, there was a time where I couldn't even lift a barbell off a squat rack or a bench rack and be able to balance it on my back or balance it within my hands and keeping keeping my elbows tucked in order to push the bench the bench press off of my chest. There were some times when I wasn't able to do that. There were some times where I, I struggled with weight loss because of the relationship that I had with food. And I think, I think today is a good opportunity for us to really dive into what it means to truly be able to, to lose weight and to keep it off um, versus, you know, going the route of losing weight through a diet and then coming back to where you were before you went on the diet. Why does that actually happen? What are you going through to get you to that point? Um, and how, how do you actually keep it off permanently? So today, today we want to dive in on the Acromas podcast and really discuss the true secret of weight loss. We'll see. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think this is a topic that we hear a lot about, but we don't really hear the depth of like what it really looks like. You know, you hear a lot of the times from promotional ads and you get that uh, the, the generic approach of like, yeah, have your diet. Uh, you look like this when it's all said and done, right? You get that garbage, in my opinion. Like yeah. you get and you get the fluff stuff, and you don't really have anything of substance to to, to understand what it really looks like as, as you're applying yourself through it, right? And furthermore, once you have successfully reached that goal, once you have hit those milestones. And you feel like you've arrived to the top of the mountain. What do you do from there? Where did you go? Um, I think that is something big to kind of really focus in on. Like, um, you know, Jay, uh, just the aftermath, I think a lot of times get um, ignored. For those who have successfully disciplined themselves enough to achieve what goal they set out to. And the only way we could really kind of dive into it is based on our experiences, right? So, you know, I can go into, you know, my journey. Uh, and what that looked like, someone who <laughs> was pushing what, 270-ish or something in that range uh, to now someone who's down to 185 solid, um, you know, and had been consistent at this weight by choice for at least the last, you know, year now, uh, just kind of dedicating myself to the discipline that I've built along the way, utilizing the 21-3 method that we, we have, you know, that we've shared with everyone. So please be sure to we'll speak on that a little later. Uh, to get a copy of that to help along the way with your journey. But for me, um, yeah, it started out just like with anyone that, that begins to decide that you want to make a, a life decision to make a change for you. And, you you know, you start that process of, okay, well, I'm going to just take day one and I'm going to start working out. I'm going to start out light and I'm going to build off of it, right? And then gradually, once you start building it, you start setting milestones, many milestones. It's like, okay, you know, maybe I'll do four weeks and maybe the goal could be basic a pound a week I lose. Uh, but as you start getting the results, you start adjusting and tweaking, you know, the methods of how you're getting about it, you know, how you're going to do these things. And, you know, you raise the bar a bit higher and higher. And then before you know it, if you, you know, you, you, you started to adjust your eating patterns, uh, that comes along with the territory uh, because you feel better. And you realize when you take a step back and you eat something that's not as good for your body, mind you, listen to what I'm saying, not as good for your body because everyone is different. So for example, with me, like I attempted to get like a slice of pizza with my daughter 
um, and things like that. And it just did not sit well with me anymore. Um, and, and even with like pork, like it's crazy to say, like, I'm not Muslim, but like, I can't, anything pork related does, doesn't sit well with my body now because I've grown accustomed to, I guess, it, it's just restructuring, changing itself of like what it doesn't like anymore. Um, so these, these are things I'll just say as an example that your, your body naturally starts changing as you're on your journey. Now, let's say you've, you've set the epitome of your goal and you've gotten there. This is where we want to focus on in that area where I have arrived. Like for me, my goal was to get into the range that I'm in now where I was like, okay, my ultimate goal is to get down to anywhere between 180 to 185 to stay there. Mm-hmm. I got as small, honestly, Jay, I got as small as... 172. Wow. And I said, you know what? That's not where I want to be. I'm too small. I was gonna say, like, I look, I ain't see them numbers. Yeah. I was about five. <laughs> <laughs> so, right, right. So dig this. That means I lost, I lost like probably like over a hundred pounds throughout this journey the last two, two, three years, two years or so, right? Where I've legitimately dropped that and restructured my body to what I wanted it to be, where I had it lean at that point. And then I just started building, bulking up the muscle mass. I got back up to about 193. Then I dropped it back down to about 181. And then range fluctuates right now in between like 183 to 187. It goes in between that. My weight, I don't let it get any lower or any higher. And I just, you know, restructure my body uh, based on my workouts that I do set when I do do them, which is why, as I was saying with like the injury to my foot, that kind of helped put things in perspective because I was like, okay, I'm pushing my body a little too hard. Uh, it was self-inflicted from kickboxing, but like I'm pushing my body too hard. Um, and I realized that I had to make some adjustments because I had already reached my goal, but in doing so you can overexert yourself and that can just kind of, if you're not disciplined up here enough, it could just take you out of that realm because I've already arrived. So what do I do now? Right? Like, what's the motivation to, to keep going? I look good. You know, I feel good. Everyone tells you how much you've changed and everything. So that, you know, after a while, you start soaking in all Starts of that. Taking, and, which, right? And know, it gets to you. You know, you know what I'm what's saying? funny? Like, like yeah. when, you, when you did mention, like, initially, when you talked about, when you talked about nutrition, right? Let's, let's go yeah. to how you, how you approach nutrition. Now, okay. Those who have those who may be on a diet or have tried a diet in the past, the one thing that happens when you're on that diet is that the food itself, not just the caloric intake or the macronutrients, the food itself is so restrictive so that you're not able to really do that change in your life that you the way you want to, because you still have those same food cravings that you had before you went on that diet. So then what happens as soon as that diet is over, whether it's, you know, five weeks, 10 weeks, 12 weeks, you go right back to the food. And it's not like it is a disastrous thing like Will went through where he had the pizza and he felt he felt like total crap after. It's not that reminder that you get from the body. It's, it's, it's quite the opposite. You're like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I've missed this so much. I keep craving it. I want more. And then, and then all of a sudden you're back to where you were before because you have not made that lifestyle change. But now we'll see your mindset is different. Your mindset has changed your own digestive system. So the yeah. where you're not even, you don't even crave these meals. You're like, yeah, this ain't for me anymore. That in of itself is powerful. That is a step 
to keep the weight off that many people do not talk about because it shows you that you no longer have to have that unbelievable strength to not eat those foods. You just don't want to do it at all anymore. You don't have interest. Now, of course, maybe one day or two days, you may decide to do it if you're at a party or an event and that's the only thing you see, but you're not going to gorge down an entire box of pizza. You might take a slice. You might take half a slice because it doesn't work for you anymore. So I think it's, I think it's very important, at least for those who are trying to lose that weight or who, are, who have lost the weight in the past and they see themselves putting it back on, you have to understand that there is a huge difference between just going on a diet and making a complete lifestyle change. Oh, yeah, Jay. Beautifully said. And add on to that, like, I'll give you some great examples, right? Mm-hmm. So, like Jay said, you don't necessarily have to, like, give up this thing, right? Because there's always a part of you. So, like, yeah, of course, I have urges about certain things I want to eat, right? Like, for example, like this fried chicken I want to eat, right? Before, when I make it, a lot of the times what I do is I, like, make it on the stove, right? You, you put your oil, you get it going, and you cook it like that, and everything's oily, uh, and for the most part, I used to eat a lot of dishes that was really oily, like 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 a lot of like pasta and a lot of like spaghetti and a lot of you know just heavy dishes. And there's nothing wrong with that. Uh, but and so but like now, a lot of what I consume when I realize it's like not even oily related dishes. Like a lot of things that I eat are like grilled, baked, um, you know, like things that's not going to apply that much oiled substance and things that just it's not good for my body I know it's going to reject that's something I realized subconsciously at some point that was happening right so to the point that now my approach to how I I prepare certain dishes that I have a taste for is different so for example like if I wanted to have something that was like fried chicken right I love my wings I love chicken so um so I would let's say I would cook it in a way where I do my version of an oven fry uh, I'm not gonna give too much of that out, but what I'll say is this: is I, I, you know, I batter it with whatever I need to batter it with. I buy. I what I did was instead of buying like olive oil and things like that, I adjusted it to buy like avocado spray or things that coconut, you know, spray things that were healthier. So if I'm gonna consume something that I wanted anyhow the effects of what it was going to do to me would not be the same as it was before where mm-hmm. by the time I finish this dish, I feel that gastrointestinal hiccup feeling and I oh, broke yeah. it up and just feel like it's coming. Yeah. Yes. None of that. So mm-hmm. I adjusted my method. And what I do is I coat like whatever pan I'm using with the avocado oil, I coat it. Then I battered my chicken, whatever I was going to do to it. I put a light little spray coating over that as well. And, you know, I take the aluminum foil, I cut holes in it just to get the air to go through it. And then I bake it, put it in the oven. And then I let it do its thing for as long as it needs to do. And then when it's done and I eat it, it, I I assure you, it's it's not like what you would expect, but it's just every bit as delicious, if not better in my opinion than you would when you cook fried chicken in the stove, where it's just, you gotta wait for it to come off and it's oily. With this process, yeah. I, I don't have any issues with it. So it's like I've adjusted my methods to how I how I cook now that I'm conscious in it um, with what I eat so that, like, I can enjoy it the way I see fit. And I, and mm. I do that approach with, like, all of that. Even with, like, my steak, I bake it. Mm. You know, I'll cut up my vegetables. I'll put it in there. Same format with, like, what I just right. shared, one of my tips. So 
I've adjusted my eating patterns so that I could still enjoy and indulge in the type of meals that I want. And in all honesty, I'm pretty sure, well, I haven't gone to that degree, but I'm sure it's less calories than I would consume normally because my weight is able to be consistent to where it is, where it doesn't fluctuate one way or the other because I am still working out. I'm consistent enough, but I'm not overexerting myself right. so that it's a perfect balance between what I like to eat and, and enjoy. And I'm, now I'm in a habit where I discipline that area of how I eat and portionalizing how much I consume, being mindful of how much sweets as well. Where mm. another thing I did was I cut out all carbonated drinks. Like for the most part, I don't, maybe like salsa water related. I might sure. take something along the lines like that, like flavor of salsa water occasionally. Um, ginger ale, if I feel, if I'm getting sick or I feel like I need something like that to help me coat my stomach, I'll drink that. But like primarily all carbonated drinks and things like that, I don't touch now. Um, and things that I noticed with this, Jay, and this is like for everyone out there where you start realizing it's just beyond the fitness of like the physical aspect where you start seeing the results in your body. I started noticing my skin complexion toning out. I started noticing that I don't have a whole bunch of like spots and like bumps and stuff coming in on my face. Like, as you can see, it's clear. Like where before I go back and I'm like, oh God, like this is just it's bad. So but reacting, yeah. Yeah, and you know what it is? It's like, you know, our body, you know, we're a living organism, right? So it's like, when you think about it that way, we have to be mindful of what we're feeding ourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I don't, I don't want to crap on anyone who eats certain things. I feel like everyone should be privy to what they like to eat. Uh, but I will share this one thing that I saw. It was a, it was a, um, it was a podcast. Joe, Joe Rogan was doing an episode on the podcast where uh, I guess a uh, 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 former UFC light heavyweight champion of the world, um, Rashad Evans was on, and he was discussing what he went through. Where he definitely was discussing certain things. I'm not going to talk about, but. What his mind, what he said in this one thing, one area was about perspective of like consumption of what you're eating, where he transitioned himself to be completely vegan. But like at that point, he uh, was eating pork and things like that. And he realized he was like, man, you know, I'm just consuming this, this living organism. And it just was bad on his body. And for mm-hmm. some reason that stayed with me, like where it was like, I don't know if that played a role with me and I eating pork like that or even right lately like lately eating, eating beef as much i cut back and i primarily stick to poultry and seafood um and usually i would kind of do that for lint like i'll stick in that realm but on average that's usually like my eating habits nowadays is that and what i learned from what he said through experience is like your body notices the difference it notices so some of it is psychological for sure, but yeah. I think it's a, it's a combination of like, like okay, if I eat this and I go work out, I'm gonna feel like crap the next day or the same day, or, or, or I know I'm gonna feel it. And it's it's a sucky feeling to know know the root of where it came from, mm. <laughs> and to know it's only gonna be worse, right, Jay? Yeah. So you know what's what's crazy is you you mentioned two things there, especially when it came to food, and I know. Me, I'm a perfect example of this, and I'm sure many people in our community are too. Sometimes it is difficult to eat healthy, right? And it's not necessarily because of how you feel, because by God, every time I eat healthy, I feel great, right? My workouts are much better. I feel I feel loose. 
I don't feel you right. You don't have that feeling up in your chest here where you can't really fully digest the food. It's just greasy. Whatever it is, I feel great. I feel clean. I can move around quickly. But sometimes the food that I eat, if it isn't something that I cooked with love and it does not taste good, I am not going to like it. Right. And that that goes for a lot Mm -hmm. out there. If we're if we're trying to force ourselves to eat some dry salad that has absolutely, absolutely no source of protein, have any sort of flavor at all, it's not something that would be sustainable to you. Let's let's just be real. Unless you are completely ignoring your taste buds, you don't have any to begin with, you're going to want to, to consume something that you're going to enjoy consuming all the time, but it is also great on your body, right? So you mentioned that when you're, when you're cooking, right? And the, the one thing I was looking for is, what are you going to say? How does it taste to you, right? How, how is that end result for you? You said it was delicious. That's exactly what I wanted to hear. Because you know what that means? You're going to be motivated to go back and continue to eat that. And even though that is a an healthier version of something else that you would have gotten from the store, or somebody else made it, made a deep fried it and had a, added a whole bunch of different things that was not going to sit well with your body, and it's, it's not conducive to your purpose, you decided you're going to take it upon yourself to make something that you know that you can constantly make, you can even experiment with, you can try different things, try different flavors, cut up different vegetables to see how you can mix and match. And it gets to a point where it's, it's a lot funner to cook for yourself. It's a lot funner to be creative. So when it comes to making this big lifestyle change, we talked about the difference between dieting and making a lifestyle change. It's also important to commit to improving your nutrition. Whether it is the taste, whether it's what you're eating, whether it's how much you're eating when it comes to portion control, all of those factors matter. And the way that you keep that weight off that you lost is to continue to do the things that worked, but on a consistent basis and make sure that what you're doing is actually something that you can consistently do and not something that you're doing to, to, to either cut weight quickly or something that is drastic, like just going on a crash diet, because it, again, it's not going to last long. And once it's done, you're going to crave those things that you decided to cut out, but we'll see. It seems like you've unlocked the two secrets, man. You've really, you've really gotten into what nutrition looks like for you and you feel good. You look great. And, and I know that the next time you continue to go to the gym, you work out and you're, you're, you know what I'm saying? Whether it's lifting or you're doing cardio you're going to feel good before and after. Thank you. Thank you. Jay. appreciate that. Yeah. I mean, you know, and, and even just like, you know, listening to you break that down, and, uh, you know, and then, you know, summarize all of that, like, and just thinking of more things where it's like, even like when I eat beef, I realized that I transitioned from eating just, uh, you know, what would be the normal consistency of regular beef to like bison, like bison beef, because it's more leaner. It's cleaner and it's and, and, and I, I noticed the difference with it or you know ground turkey or things like that like I usually stick within that that realm as well so it's like um and and uh side of the funny funny thing is like um even with my lady like she she introduced me into the world of like duck and stuff so like that's new to me but like I, I like it because it's very lean um so it's like I, I'm realizing as I'm getting older it's just certain things that my body is more prone to accept. So I have to be mindful of it so that as I am putting the time in, when I am working out, um, you know, I don't miss a beat. And even if I get to a point where I can't 
consistently work out on a because of life events is preventing those times where I need to be, maybe let's say I'm used to working out four times a week and I'll only do it two this week. What do you do in between? That's the most crucial part of it where it's like you're dieting and, and we know it's cliche of the term dieting comes into effect. So it's really just based on you. Cause like for me, I've done it all too. You know, I've done keto, I've done, um, you know, just liquid based diets. I, I, I've done those things and it didn't give me the results because I was like Jason, I was on crash course. So I dropped maybe like in two weeks, 10 pounds, but then I'm like, man, all right, I'm back at it because like, yeah, you know, I see this person eating or that and I'm like, yeah, I want that too. But like, it, this has come with it. Let's be clear here. This has come with a consistency for over a couple of years now, me establishing one the most important part of it is, is the discipline of my mind that I had to be ready to, to be attentive to my purpose and purposes in along the way where as I start accomplishing these goals, now it's become habitual because I live this. It's become a lifestyle in certain, certain ways. And what I put in my mind, where it's like, for example, like even if I don't get a chance to get a workout in almost every day, I, when I get up in the morning, I, I have a set routine that I do and it takes me nothing but five to ten minutes to do this where I do a certain amount of sets of push-ups certain amounts of sets of sit-ups some certain amount of places of mountain climbing like running place jumping jacks uh, I have my set weights that I keep in my room where I, I I utilize that and I do my sets for that and it takes me about 10 minutes and then I you know get a shower and, I'm, and I get to my day so it's like that's just just something that's practical for me now where that's that doesn't even count as a workout, but for some yeah. it, it does, right? But it so, allows me to get my, my heart rate going. It allows me to, you know, stay toned where I want to stay toned at in certain areas. And right. and then honestly, it gets me my mobility going and it helps me to kind of kickstart that burning calories, if you will, okay. throughout the day. So uh, even if I can't get to a workout, of what I consider to be a workout, which is usually a, a good 25 to 30 to 35 to 40 minutes now, um i'm still okay so it's right. like uh you build those sort of steps along the way with experience you're just not going to do it overnight and if you're trying to do that you have entered the realm of crash course mm-hmm. and you will burn out so you have to take small steps approach you know first the initiative to do so kick that off get yourself to a place in your mind where if you have the time to do it, you just have a just do it mentality where you don't sit time into thinking on what you should go about it. Even if you got to freestyle it, get into a habit of doing that and it'll jumpstart you into feeling good about yourself, feeling good about the results of efforts that you're putting in. And once you set something as basic as a, a mini milestone, like maybe I want to drop one pound this week from wherever I'm at now, I promise you, you'll feel the difference of like wanting to be consistent because you're like, all right, well, next week I do another pound. Maybe the week after I'll do two. Maybe I'll see if I can do five, but that's healthy. And then you realize, oh, you know what? In order for me to get to that, I'm going to have to start making other adjustments too. So naturally the next thing people think about is food. So it's like, all right, what, what can I, do about that and let's be real here like you know not everyone has the luxury to afford a healthy eating lifestyle so you have to be conscious to make adjustments of like what you can consume that you can afford and 
balance that in between your workout regimen of like get, staying within a healthy place. And that's, I know that's not the easiest thing to do, but it can be done, um, you know? So I think it's really important to realize these are the steps you got to be mindful of. And then once you have arrived to your goal, as we were saying in the beginning, what do you do then, right, Jay? So it's like, you, like, for me, I've reached that where I've hit my milestones, I've hit my strides yeah. and I had the setback, but I've had to utilize my discipline and uh, regimens in here utilizing the 21 through method so that I stay consistent and stay healthy because that's the goal is to stay healthy. You don't have to be the most in shape. You don't have to like look the best, but to be healthy is to live a prosperous and lengthy life. That's what we all aspire for. I hope. So that's what I realized become had become like, okay, most important to me is I want to be around like, so I'm in great shape now, but could I be better? Absolutely. But the question is, what is a realistic expectation that I can set for myself moving forward, right? And I think that's what each person has to define what that looks like for them in order to stay consistent. Because now I have a lifestyle where I generally eat better. Um, I'm conscious about what I won't eat, you know, enough. Um, cause I know I stay away from it because I know it's not gonna, I know my body now that that's not going to do it for me. Um, and even with like snacks, I've adjusted to the type of snacks I typically eat. I like to have my fun. Don't get, don't, you know, don't get me wrong. I like, you know, yeah. like movie time, my daughter or my lady. I, I like snacks. Like I like to, you know, eat some jelly beans or if I go to movies, see popcorn. Popcorn is not that bad for you. Actually, if you don't put too much butter and salt into it, it's not that bad. It's actually a good healthy snack, but I like to indulge as well too. So it's like, no one's telling you not to not do these things. You just have to adjust your method about how you decide to mm-hmm. indulge, right? You hit the nail on the head. And I, I would go back to when I did mention earlier on how I was when it came to squatting. And when I went to the gym, I knew that I, I wasn't just going to throw 500 back on the rack um, as though I was there before the injury. I had to be realistic. And that's something that you also have to do. And you hit the nail right on the head. We'll see. It's about being realistic. If this is a lifestyle change, you're in this for the long haul. You have to do things that you know you can sustain long term, right? Of course, there'll be some adjustments. We all get older. Our metabolism slows down a little bit, maybe we're not as physically active as we were in the past due to injuries or old age, whatever. But as long as you're living that healthy lifestyle, as long as you're sustaining it, as long as you're realistic, not just in your goals, but with what you're eating, with, with your lifestyle, your approach to your lifestyle, with, with everything that's around you, as long as you continue to remain realistic of what you're doing, I can guarantee you that you will continue to see those goals you would continue to crush them. You would continue to surpass them. And you would also, in terms of the fitness side, you would continue to keep that weight off. Because once again, if you're switching from the diet mentality, where it's something immediate, it's instant gratification, right? You mentioned you lost, you probably lost about 10 pounds or so in two weeks or something like that. But then it's like, oh man, those foods that I'm missing, I want them so badly. My, my, my mind craves it. My body craves it. I'm hungry for it. And you go right back to where you were. 
But then when you get to that stage where it is no longer something that you look at as a necessity, just a luxury once in a while, you know now that this, this lifestyle change has taken you by storm. It's taken a hold of you. And you can now move through life knowing that you're not going to have a bad relationship with food. You're not going to be, you're not going to be victim to some of the things that you, that caused you to, to kind of wane off your purpose earlier on in your life. You're going to continue to grow. You're going to continue to prosper because you are able to be realistic with what you are, with what you are given, right? As, as you said, we'll see, we're all different, right? Our bodies are different. Uh, our bodies react to food differently, uh, depending on what you're eating. But you yourself know what works for you and what doesn't work for you, especially in the realm of fitness. If, if you're having issues breathing, going up the steps at night, when you're, you know, when, you're, when you're off to bed or whatever, there may be an issue there, right? There's certain things after you're done eating, if you just want to collapse, you don't want to move around, you don't want to do anything, you know there's something there because food is supposed to be your energy source. But then when it's, when it's the thing that's making you go into a coma, it's probably something you're doing wrong. So there needs to be an adjustment, but you also have to make sure that you're realistic with that adjustment. So we'll see. I think, I think we, we, we hit it all in the head, man. We, we talked about the difference between diet and the lifestyle change. We talked about being able to commit to improving your nutrition through those methods that you talked about, whether it's, you know, when you're eating healthy, it's making your own foods and making it the way that you love to enjoy knowing that you'll be able to enjoy it on a consistent basis. And then of course, just be realistic with yourself. Just be realistic with yourself. Look, nobody's out here to judge you. Nobody can judge you, right? You know who you are. As long as you continue to love yourself and you understand that you matter, you would understand that being able to keep this weight off is nothing more than another goal to be achieved. Oh yeah, absolutely. Absolutely, Jay. Yeah, it just really comes down to some of those things that we share today. Uh, some, some we, we, we're pretty sure that a good, good portion of you out there are familiar with. And maybe, you know, we've shared some things today that you could just, you know, sit back and just reflect on. Think about it. See if it makes sense to you, you know. See where and how you may be able to apply some of these tips to create them into tools for you that works for you, your way, your style, your method, because you matter. So it's really important that you take that time to think on it, reflect on it. Like, hey, look, if we we had if we had, you know, relatable uh, content that made sense to us at that point in our lives when we when we were trying to apply it, we would have been willing to take and listen to it too. I feel as though, and I'm sure Jake about it as well, that we didn't have those options, honestly. Which is why part of the reason we're here now because we've we've applied these methods and in our own personal lives and honestly we're better for it not just from the physical aspect you know um from the mental aspect from the spiritual aspect you know everything that comes along with it the perfect trifecta of like mind body spirit you know and just embracing change for the better because that's what it's about it's it's, it's like do you want to feel better do you want to be better for yourself um do you love yourself enough to do so? Those are the questions that I ask myself and I, and I challenge you to ask yourself too today. Do you want better? Do you want to feel better? Do you want to be better? Do you want to live longer? Like, I don't want to live a life where I am 50 and I could have had a choice to be 
in prime shape, whereas if I'm still in my 20s or 30s, and yet I have to live a life as if my body's aged to 70 or something. That's not a life I want to live. And I hope that you out there don't want to have to go through that when you have a choice, because we all do. Um, you know, there are things medically that happens along the way that you can't control. Like, I have a, you know, a medical condition in my heart, where it's like, you know, I shared that with you before, Jay. So I have to be mindful where right now is benign. So it's like, I don't have anything to worry about, but that was a huge game changer in my life. That was a turning point when I went and I got, and I visited and I got that news. I thought about my kids. I thought about like, okay, wow. Now I'm faced with a situation where, oh boy, I have to be very cautious about what I do if I want to live. I can't sit here and still be 200 something plus pounds. And I'm like, I'm not that big. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, Five seven, and at that point, you know that's pretty big for someone that's size. For me, for me, um, where it's too much mass for my body, so it was like, look, I got to get myself back in good shape, good health. And I had prior had done it before, but I also realized a huge factor in this too. And I think it's something we hadn't mentioned on is you know, again, the mental aspect because I was in a place in my life where I was depressed. You know, I wasn't happy with life. I wasn't happy with who I was. And, um, you know, food was a coping mechanism to help me through those moments, um, you know, like many of us, like Jay shit as well. And, yeah. and um, you know, I, I, I make no excuses for it because that's, that's really what it was. And it um, wasn't until I, I, I was faced with adversity where, you know, I had to really look at something where I'm like, look, here I am. I'm not in the best shape of my life. I'm, I'm in my early 30s. And I'm like, dude, this isn't it. <laughs> like, why am I I'm living a life in my like I'm, you know, my fifties, fifties. So this is not okay. I need to make these life adjustments now because I can't. So that when I get to a point where I, you know, get older and I hit my forties and you know whatnot, I, I want to be in the best shape that I could possibly be for me. I want to feel good. I want to feel like I'm living, not just existing. And uh, I think that's something to, to be to be uh, mentioned and for everyone to be mindful of. Is like, where do you envision yourself? How do you feel today? How do you want to feel tomorrow? Like, mm. I really think it just comes down to being that simple, Jay. I, I don't know how else we could put it. Absolutely. You you put it perfectly, man. And I think, especially when it comes down to not feeling good, um, for those who have gone through it before and, and honestly know how great your body can feel, you need to be able to remember that feeling. Allow that feeling to motivate you to, to get back into the gym or get back to doing cardio, get back to, to eating a little bit healthier, just 1% at a time to improve yourself. And I guarantee you, feeling great is just, I mean, it's just always going to feel great, right? If I feel yeah. everything else is, right? You look great, you walk great, you, you, you just, you feel better. There's a there's a glow to you once you feel great about yourself. And, and today, I, I want to be able to turn it over to you, community. You've heard We'll See Story. You've heard those three tips, whether it's diet versus lifestyle change, being able to commit to improving your nutrition and being realistic. We want to turn it over to you now. So you now have the chance to tell us what your weight loss journey was. Tell us what didn't work. What, what did you What did you go through a little bit to get to where you are today? And, and tell us exactly what worked for you. And every answer is going to be unique. Everybody's body is different. So we want to hear your true story. The best story we get, we'll be able to feature on the next episode of the Acromas Podcast. Yeah, yeah, definitely. We look forward, forward to it. Um, 
as we do each and every week. We, we really anticipate the feedback. So please be sure if you're able to listen in and you made it this far through, share with us. Let us know, you know, your experiences because as we said before, you know, we want to grow as well. Like we don't have all answers, you know, we are applying ourselves and being willing to be fearless in, in self-development. So we need your help with that too. Uh, you know, it's a journey, it's a community. And um, yeah, I'm excited and like really and genuinely look forward to the feedback that you guys have to give out to us as well. Absolutely, bro. And, and look, I know we've, we've touched on the physical side of health uh, over the past couple of weeks here, and it's been phenomenal, right? The, what we've gotten back in terms of feedback when it came from progress to motivation and how they, how they equate with each other or, you know, with this episode when we're talking about keeping the weight off. I think these are very important episodes, especially going into these warmer seasons here. Um, but I, I know there is there is something that we can touch on as well that goes hand in hand with health. It's that, it's that emotional side. Now, a few weeks ago, I don't really want to rehash this again because I, I know we've all talked about it. Both parties are most likely past it. Um, but it's something that I think we would need to mention on this podcast. It's the Chris Rock and Will Smith situation. Of course, you know how that all went down. We know where things are now. We've, we've seen the backlash. We've seen the repercussions going through um, and going on. But I think there's something that many people may have touched on a tad bit, but haven't really dived in on. And that's what it really looks like to fight personal demons publicly. So I, I think our next episode, we not necessarily touch on the Chris Rock and Will Smith thing that they were going through we don't we don't really know them personally um but there's one thing that could be said to the emotional health of a person and how that might look in how that might look publicly right because look even even in our lives we're not celebrities right and I'm, I'm sure people in our community might not be either so we're not in front of cameras and we don't have to deal with our family lives on a daily basis and having people talk about us on, uh, on a daily basis. So I, I can't understand the stresses that come with that, but we do have to face people publicly. We do have to go to work. We have to be with our children, right? We have to tend to our families. We have to, to be around our friends. And if we aren't in the best emotional state that we can be, it can affect our relationships, both in the short term and long term. So uh, next week, I really want to, to dive in on, what three of those signs may look like where, where you're, you're like, okay, I think, I think there's time for a change because something is going on personally, something is going on emotionally and something needs to be corrected. So we'll see. I think this is a perfect time, perfect um, month to dive into this. And I'm, I'm kind of anxious to jump into it. I know it's something that we, we haven't really dove into in some time, whether it's whether we talked about healing or the emotional side of what health looks like. So I think it, I think it's an opportunity to hop back into it and, and really dive into what that looks like. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Especially, you know, being a, such a huge advocate for mental health awareness, um, especially for, for men. And in this particular case, since, you know, on the subject of what we're referencing, Black men, um, and you know what we experience, uh, which leads to unfortunate events, which what we saw had transpired. Um, we, we all we are all capable as, as human beings of this, um, but I, I think it does 
warrant a conversation along the lines of like how to alleviate <clears throat> proper outlets to avoid those instances where you're 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 so overwhelmed and you're built up because it's a lot of pressure on you. And sometimes, you know, some folks may only see what they choose to see, where you see someone who's jovial and they, you know, they smile all the time and they seem like they're they have it all figured out. And a lot of the times, um, those are some of the individuals who are, are who are fighting as hard as they can to maintain. Um, so it's a lot to be discussed on that. Um, uh, definitely to touch base on. And I feel like a lot of it in my personal life is, is, is relatable. So it's like I've lived, I've lived through certain encounters where I know what it feels like to, to feel like you have the weight of the world on your shoulder and, and to feel like you can't express it because you're not supposed to, because you're supposed to just be the man. And, 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 and that's where, you know, I think it's a, it's a, it's a travesty of like what transpired. We can't speak on those individuals and know what was in their mind for, for how it played out the way it did, but we can talk about the mental health aspects and what can lead up to events of like that happening where you have these outbursts that are not intentional, but they happen because you're human. And uh, I think we will definitely spend a good amount of time going in depth on that next week and just, um, you know, having a discussion. This is a very real one, especially in this day and age, Jay. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, I hope you guys can join us and, and take some notes from that as well. Um, of course, we we aren't experts in everything that we discuss, but we are experienced. So I think that that helps tremendously um, for our community to experience that as well. Um, so for those who have joined us today for the very first time, we thank you for being a part of our community and watching yet another episode of the Acromus Podcast. However, for those of you who have been here before and still have no idea what we are about, I am going to spell it out for you yet again. Please do, Jay. A-C-H-R-O-M-O-U-S. You can find us on Facebook. You can find us on Instagram. You can find us on TikTok. You can find us on Spotify or wherever you hear your podcast. We are there. I can guarantee you that. And if you're watching our beautiful smiling faces here on YouTube, this is exactly what I want you to do at this time. I want you to hit that like button. I want you to hit that subscribe button. And then I want you to hit that notification bell. So the next time you're on YouTube and you're scrolling through your feed, this episode of your Chromis podcast will be one of the first videos that you see. And most of all, if you didn't know by now, now you know. But here's another reminder. It's free to do so, guys. It's free to do each one of those things. Like our content. Subscribe to it. Activate that notification bell so you can get these gems that we're dropping. I'm sure you enjoy what we provided to you today. I'm pretty sure there's one thing you can walk away with today, and that's feeling better about yourself at the very least. So be sure to support us, guys. Um, you know, give that love back that we're giving out to you and we spread throughout the community. And spread the word. Share with those that you feel can benefit from this as well because it's all about self-development and it's all about embracing the human experience. So please, make sure to do those things, guys. We're looking forward to it. Looking forward Absolutely. to having you come back again next week. Absolutely, y'all. And look, have a very blessed Sunday. Enjoy the week to come.
Until next Sunday, it is your boy, J.H. Gibbons. And I'm Will C. Hey. Hey.